Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Single Moms, um, a platform that provides information and um, resources to actually empower and help single moms try and find real happiness and um, happiness in emo- emotionally financially physically and yeah that's what we are about on the happy single moms podcast i absolutely love the fact that your page helps single moms have like financial education because i feel like in this society that's something that we're kind of lacking and i feel like every woman should actually have financial in, in, in education so you're not like uh, I don't know, held prisoner with credit cards, held prisoner with a man, held prisoner with emotions. Because I feel like many a times, us as women, I, I'm guilty of it. We, we, we buy impulsively. You see something that you know you can't afford and you just like, damn it, I'm feeling sad. This is going to pick me up. It's like immediate gratification kind of thing. And I think we don't really have education in regards to money um, because money, you should be able to have generational wealth and not just have immediate gratification. Like the amount of bags and shoes that I had, that I just decided just to sell my red bottoms. I was like, nope, I don't care. I sold like this year has really taught me how to humble myself in regards to finance, like financially. And I think that the global pandemic also has put everyone on an even playing field right now, if you get what I mean, it's like, I felt like there's like been a reset button. Like, all right, go. You know, like everyone now is just looking at their what, what's coming in, what's going out. Because prior to the pandemic, we were all independent. We all knew where we were going, but no one's jobs really stay is really secure anymore. Even the financial, um, the the global market right now, we it was up and down. Oil even fell in regards to prices a couple of months ago, and that's something that has never happened. You know, so it's kind of I love the fact that your platform, you know, gives women financial education. And I think that that is such a blessing to have. Um, However, on the flip side, I have no um, idea what Forex is. I've seen it so many times. I see it whenever I'm like trying to watch YouTube YouTube channels, like, do you know what Forex is? And, you know, I'm like (laughs) skipping. But um, it's something that I feel I've seen it benefit so many people. And I don't know what it's about. So Sassy has come on my platform today. Thank you so much. Just taking the time out. And you're going to give us some education in regards to it. Like, what is Forex? Okay, so thank you so much, Khalifa. Thank you for having me today. So as you said, uh, my name is Sassy, Sassy Thompson, and I'm a wealth creation strategist. So what that means is I work with women, um, especially single mothers, to break bad financial habits and build generational wealth. And I do that through three ways. I do that through business, personal development, and financial literacy. Now, those three things all intertwine, believe it or not. I mean, especially when we go and talk about Forex, depending on how deep we go um, based on the platform that I'm with, it will kind of explain that all three of them are so intertwined. So you're right. We, we impulse buy. Um, we buy off emotions. We buy things to get the instant gratification. And you know what? There's not actually anything wrong with that. Do what makes you feel right, as long as you're not 
hurting anybody and it's not illegal. But my issue and anybody who has a small amount of financial literacy, because I'm not saying I'm a guru, I've just kind of learned along the way and tried to package it up and re reteach it to people who, who don't know. So based on what I know, the best way to do that is through money that you've not actually got up and got out of bed and worked for. So the money that you get up and get out of bed to work for, or your earned income, your way of exchanging time for money, you're meant to invest that. You're actually meant to put that in some type of investment tool to multiply. Now we're here on this planet, regardless of whether you're religious or not, we're here to multiply. We're here to multiply the population through having children, depending on what your beliefs are on that, but also to multiply what you have, what God, the creator, the universe, whatever you want to refer to it, has given you. You need to make something of that. You know, sorry, I've got notifications coming up on my phone. God. <laughs> so, you know, like, um, there's a story in the Bible where one of the masters or the kings or some, I can't remember, I, I'm really bad at naming scriptures okay. I, I remember like the point of the story so they gave or he gave him gave three men a coin or some gold yeah. and he said to them in a certain amount of time come back and tell me like what what the outcome is what you've done and I know that there was one gentleman who um, went out and he multiplied it like he invested it he worked that money and let that money work for him yeah. one of them I think um I can't remember what the other one did I think he lost it I think he lost it and, they, uh, and then the other one buried it and said, oh, I kept it safe for you. I didn't do anything um, with it for you. And the king or the master, whoever it was that gave them that, that gold or the, the coins was like, what do you mean you didn't do anything with it? Like, come on, how are you going to eat of what I've just given you? You could eat once of what I've given you. But if you made it multiply, you could have lived for like however many weeks or months and then let that money again work for you. So like that money you have is meant to have children. Then that money has children and then all their cousins, all of that, all those other pound notes and dollars and whatever are meant to be out there working for you. That's the money that you actually are meant to use to go and buy your luxuries. So not your earned income. So do you think that we as women or we as mothers understand the difference between an asset and a liability? Um, I think we understand what takes money out of our pockets and out of our wages or our income, whether or not a lot of us categorize it as um, a liability, we just see it as I've got bills to pay. Yeah. We don't necessarily think that, okay, I've got these amount of bills. If I've got multiple bills, that should say to you, you also need multiple streams of income. Um, so I don't think, whether it's because we haven't got the time, because I've only got one child and Lord, I, I don't have much time. I don't know whether it's lack of time, headspace, energy mental capacity i don't know or maybe we're just not taught it so we you don't know what you don't know okay exactly. so yeah. i don't I know do, what the... i do think that it comes from childhood as well when it how you had how you deal with money comes from the way in which your parents did for me that's what i think anyway that how you, your relationship with money now is many a times is how your parents treated money if mum said she was always broke when you were younger um, it's either will go two ways. Either you spend more when you have it because you have, were so deprived as a child or you would have that same kind of mentality that I'm, I'm, I'm broke, you know? So I think it, yeah. does, it does stem a lot for, from childhood. But for, for, for me, in regards to like having an asset and a liability, like at my age, I had to give up my flat because I was paying so much. And I, I, at the time, I thought my flat was, a, was um, an asset but it was actually a liability. It wasn't 
it was it wasn't my property. I didn't buy it. Do you understand? I was okay. renting, and I was paying over a thousand pounds for a two bed just because I wanted to be independent. And I moved back home to my mum's house because she had she's got a four bedroom property. And I'm like, do you know what? I would rather buy a property than carry on. It was just money. Just it was like a tap. Just every month I was just pouring a tap. Anything that I earned was going back into my property, you know. And mm-hmm. I just thought to myself, mm-hmm. I'm paying over a thousand, one thousand three hundred a month for rent, and it's not my house. Like yeah. that is ludicrous to me. Now, is- but I did it for two years. <laughs> I did it for yeah. two years. Yeah. It's funny you should mention that because I actually bought my first property at 19 and by the time I was 26, I, my portfolio was worth 1.2 million. So I had about seven properties. And I mean, that all kind of went in the credit crunch. But again, you don't know what you don't know. So you learn for yeah. your lessons and we, we all pay for our lessons. And let's just say I paid heavily for some lessons that I learned um, throughout that period of my life. But what my parents taught me from an early age is my parents are very different. I've got my mother who she's quite entrepreneurial, but she also has her job. So she also works, she has a boss, but she also used to have things on the side. Then I've got my dad who from, I've known him, he's been self-employed business owner. He don't have no boss. He ain't here for it. Um, so I've kind of had the strengths and the, the downsides of both. So when I was 19 and wanted to move out, my mum was like, fine you want to move out but you're not going to go and move and go and get a council place or go to um go to rent so it was that mentality that my parents had where I then had to I saved I worked like a dog I had a normal job I worked 12 hour shifts four days a week then then other things on the side like my beauty therapy and whatever to save up my deposit and then my parents helped me with like the legal fees and stuff but back then this is 99 this is before the millennium Um, so back then properties were a lot cheaper and then within a year I refinanced that and I took that money and I was so tempted so tempted to go and buy like my dream car with that money that I remortgaged but I didn't I bought the property next door and I rented property out and that just kept happening so I don't know if if I've kind of answered your question yeah I think it is learned behavior Mm -hmm. um but then there's times where my parents when I was younger and things weren't, you know, money was a bit tight. And I'm not saying that they, my mum's necessarily said, oh, I'm broke, I don't have it. Because I don't remember wanting for anything when I was younger. But I do remember having things like cornmeal porridge and fried dumpling for dinner. (laughs) And when you're younger, you don't think nothing of that because it's nice, isn't it? It tastes good. Mm. But thinking back now that I've got a child and now that I'm a single mum, I know that I go to that if I haven't got much money for groceries and I need to make yeah. food straight. So yeah. they didn't necessarily let it be known. Yeah. We just enjoyed what we had. So I think it is learned behavior, but we can also pick up on things. I was quite into seminars and events and things like that. And that's how I came across Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, and I know it's controversial at the moment with what Robert Kiyosaki is saying about us as a community but I can't change my history I read that book and it planted so many seeds and taught me so many things that I didn't know that that's kind of what's led me on the course today so to go back to your original question or your first question about what is forex so forex basically stands for foreign exchange um, and it's basically the buying and selling of currency so every country in the world has its own currency it's money 
So we're here in London in the UK, we have the pound. So the short, the abbreviation of that is GBP. I think it stands for Great British Pound. Um, people in America, they have the US dollar. So the abbreviation for that is USD. People in Japan have the Japanese yen. The abbreviation for that is JPY. Very simple. So basically, Forex is the buying and selling of different currencies. So if you and I was to go Miami, we would take our British pounds and we would go to Marks and Spencers or to a Bureau de Change or wherever to exchange our money from, exchange our pounds into dollars so we can spend money while we're in Miami. Let's say we had spending money, which I never really have spending money coming back when I go on holiday. I, I always spend it all. I find a way to spend it all. But let's say we came back and we had some money left over and we changed that back, those dollars back into pounds. Sometimes we get a bit more than what we actually had. Does that make sense? So like, let's say when we went, when we went there, for every pound that we had, we would have got $1.20. So let's say when we come back, we get $1.50. That's a, that's a profit of 20, 20 cents or 20, 20p or whatever. That is basically what foreign exchange is. You're buying and selling currency and you're making a profit or a loss based on that difference of where you're buying and selling. So just like with anything, you want to buy, if you have any business, you want to buy your merchandise at the lowest cost per unit, don't you? If you're going to sell Chanel bags, you want to get the Chanel bags the best quality, obviously authentic, but you want to pay the lowest price per bag so you can then sell at the maximum price to make the maximum profit. That is exactly the same with foreign exchange. We want to buy when price is low and we sell when price is high. It's that simple. However, if you get it wrong, you can lose everything. But how, so, how did you get into the industry then? Okay, so... I, I, I came across the industry at one of the many seminars that I kind of used to go to back in the day. And I put it on hold simply down to the startup cost. It was about five or six thousand pounds for a three day, a one day, it was a one day boot camp. And I knew that there was a upsell for a three day boot camp, which was about 15,000. And I was like, oh. So once I've paid that, I kind of don't have any money to then actually trade with. <laughs> so I kind of just put it on hold and thought one day it will happen, it will come. But as you know, with any goals, if you don't actually put a plan and a date to it, it doesn't actually happen. So I actually think I was destined for this because my sister's mortgage broker, um, Des Ame, he approached her while he was doing one of her mortgages and she wasn't interested. So she's not very, she's not, She's not necessarily entrepreneurial. She is now, but she wasn't then. So he then approached her again. And this time she was open. She had an open mind. So she kind of got all of her sisters, all of her siblings, because I'm one of seven. And we went to a presentation. Yeah, I know, huge family. I'm the eldest. So huge family. Went to the presentation where Des, um, director of MA Finance Academy, he basically explained what the platform is, how they've packaged it up. I almost fell over when he said it was 190 pounds to get started. Oh my God. 190 pounds. And then after that, it's a monthly membership, a monthly subscription, because you're getting the education and you take your time learning it. It's like learning a new language. You wouldn't expect to learn Spanish in a one day boot camp or a three, three day boot camp. So you, it's a monthly subscription of then like 135 pounds. I was like, I was looking around the room like, what? Is he for real? Like, 
I remember years ago, it was 5,000 for one day, 15,000 for three days. And then you're left to it. You're left to your devices. Whereas with what Des was presenting to us, it was a case of you paid that to get started. And the reason why it's a bit more the first time is because that's a it's got a registration fee um, included in it. And then after that, 135 pounds. But we have something, what I call Netflix, that pays. So we log into like an online platform and there are all these pre-recorded sessions from educators who are six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, nine-figure earners. They're teaching you your strategy. You can um, go on live on their sessions at certain times of the day and literally message them while they're explaining their strategy. They're taking the trades with you. They're telling you what trades they're taking. That's one way. We have another way in the academy that Des explained, which we call Copy Pays Profit. And that's basically we get a message through um, a platform. It's very similar to WhatsApp, but it's called Telegram. And we get trade alerts sent. So I've, I've, I've got a message actually up now. Let me move that. Um, a message that comes up that's, oh my God, this is what I mean. The trades come through fast and furious. So the messages come through. You decide whether or not you want to take that trade. And you literally copy and paste three to four bits of information into an app on your smartphone and the trade is placed. They will then send messages out about how to monitor that trade, that whether to get out, it's at a slight loss, whether to hold, that kind of thing. So on average, how much would you be trading on a daily basis then? Okay. So this is down to each individual. I've got more than one trading account, but I didn't start off that way. When I first started, uh, my sister actually lent me the money to get started. And I, I still need to pay her back, actually. Um, she lent me the money to get started. I, I was meant to have £100 to put actually into my trading account. So your trading account is just like your bank account. So I actually didn't because for whatever reason, you know what it's like? You're like, oh, I, didn't, I forgot I had to pay this. Or I can't remember what happened, but I needed to buy something. And I ended up with £70, 70 instead of the 100. So I started trading with 70 pounds. I wouldn't advise that. I would say to try and start with a minimum of 100. And that's just down to minimizing your risk of your money. So there's okay. certain- so If there's you're certain gonna start amount. trading, start with 100 pounds. I would say start with 100. You can, I've got accounts that I had 15 pounds, one five, and I've tripled it, quadrupled it, or whatever, like within two to three weeks. However, the way that I'm trading to do that, it's like I, it's, I'm treating it like a job. So I'm sitting there. Yeah, I'm sitting there for two to three days. And I'm like, right, those two to three days are dedicated to trading. So I will trade from like 10 or 11 till about 4.30. Because the type of trader that I am, I'm a scalper. So I go in the market and I take small amounts. Whereas you've got some traders who will trade once a week, once a month. They're called swing traders. So they just kind of place it once. They leave it. So this, this is what you learn in the academy. They teach you so many different things. And I've only been with the academy December 2019. Okay. So I'm still a baby. Um, so when you said that, that's what I specialize in. I just know a little bit more than maybe the person, you know, the person stood on the bus stop. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm an expert. There's so much more to learn. So but the way how... Do you do this so full time? I would say I do it full time. Um... Yeah, but full-time is not full-time like we, we think of. It's not a nine-to-five or a, a ten-to-six or anything like that. The markets are open. The Forex markets are open 25, um, 25, 24 hours a day, five days wow. a week. Yep, so perfect for mums. 
You know when your son or your baby wakes up in the middle of the night, then they go back to sleep, but you can't sleep? <laughs> and you're awake for like that, three, that four hours? Leads, that actually leads to my second question. Why, do you, why should mothers actually get into trading? I think mums should get into trading because of the flexibility, for one. Mm-hmm. So like I was just saying, that time when you can't go back to sleep, I, I'd get my phone out and I might place a trade. Um, but that's because I've learned a certain strategy myself. So I don't have to wait on the time that the educators are on or I don't have to wait for the alerts to come through. So I could literally jump on, put my laptop on and literally try look for a trade to place. Right now I could if I wanted to. Oh, wow. So that's one of the reasons. Um, it's, it's very flexible. It's a low, low cost startup to learn the education and a low cost startup to actually trade. And now a lot of things like on social media, you've got a lot of scams out there where people are saying, invest with me, give me your money and I'll trade for you. Mm -mm. We're completely against that. I am Mastery Academy and Ame Finance Academy. We're completely against that. We, we teach you how to fish. So we teach you how you place the trades yourself and you manage your trading account. You don't give us any money to invest. Um, so time, low cost startup in terms of money, in terms of how much you can profit and how much you can flip that money. Like I've got certain goals that my son's three now. The certain goals that I have by the time that he's three, which is by the time he's five and starts school, I wouldn't be able to have those goals on a nine to five. Mm. Like I'm talking either the majority of um, a house purchase, um, so maybe like a very small mortgage, like maybe cash, cash of like 50% or more and a mortgage for the rest or buy all, all of it outright cash. Um, clear my debts. My debts will be cleared by the end of this year, by the grace of God. Um, change my car. Like I used to drive nice cars, but now that I'm on this financial journey, my little Corsa is doing just fine until I can buy it with investment money, not earned money. So, you know, the goals that I have, the financial goals that I have, I wouldn't be able to have them if I wasn't trading Forex. Um, What other reasons should mums get into it? Um, The risk to reward ratio and the time, the time exchange. When you're a mum, your time's limited because you've got all this time to focus on this little human being that, you know, relies on you for everything. I tried to go back to work within a year. Okay, I, I was a HR manager. So when you have issues with the nursery and childcare, it don't look right that the HR manager saying they can't come into work when I'm, I'm kind of pulling people up for disciplinaries for kind of yeah. attendance and lateness. It just didn't work. I, I gave that up quick time and I went into finance, life insurance, um, income protection, critical illness. So when I got introdu- introduced to Forex, it was just natural. It was like the natural part and helping people protect their wealth so that when they pass their children have a lump sum of generational wealth exactly but also i'm helping them with their debts but then the trading allows me to give them the final kind of piece of the puddle which is how to multiply the income that you have let's work with what income you have and get you out of the rat race yeah so that you get the time freedom and money freedom yeah i understand so what do you think the biggest misconception is um regarding trading then Biggest misconceptions, Mm -hmm. money. So money as in the time, the the money to get started, the cost. And that's because there are companies out there. I even know a a guy in the 
in our organisation who paid £52,000. No, no, say that again. 52k to learn how to trade. And I I believe what he knows now and what he did self-taught after paying that, he basically still didn't have everything he needed to be sufficient paying that 52k. So when we're saying 190s, 195 pounds to get started and 135 pounds a month, and there's no contract, by the way. So if after three months or six months or one month, you decide, you I need to put this on hold or it's not for me, you're not tied in. So money, the cost to get started and the cost to learn, the cost as in how much you need to get started. I've, I've given examples of where I flipped 15, 15 pounds into like 150 pounds before on my trading account. Um, Oh, there's a there's a saying that we have to say is like past income claims are not guaranteed because I, it's against it's actually against the law for us to give income claims. That's how ethical the platform is. Oh, wow. we can't like come up and say, oh yeah, I can show you how to turn your hundred pounds into one fifty in a week. We're not I really. Think that's the problem. I think when people think about forex, is they think about people just wanting your money to trade and just to gamble. It's like going to like a casino. I think that because yeah. the way in which you've explained it to me now, I did not know that it was number one simple, number two logical. That like it makes sense in regards to having your money. We're, we're trading all the time. There's an offer and acceptance in everything, even when you order Uber Eats. So imagine right. if as a mother, you say, all right, I order Uber Eats all the time. Why not buy uh, sh- some shares in, you know, in Uber Eats? Why not buy some shares in, you know, um, Netflix? At least you yeah. are having some sort of investment in it. And I think yeah. that as, as mothers as well, it's crazy because there's certain times I absolutely love, love watching Shark Tank. Yeah, I watch it all the time. Yeah. I haven't even realized <laughs> that your children, they they pick up on the things that you that you're doing. So I'll be watching Shark Tank at night, and my son will say, "Oh no, they shouldn't invest in that. Oh no, he should he should only have ten percent in the business. Why does he want twenty? Oh, and I look at this little nine year old thinking to myself that you are actually impacting on your children, even down to the things that you watch. So just imagine yeah. your child, your 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 child seeing mummy trading, your child seeing mummy saying, "Do you know what? We we've invested in Netflix. You know, oh, do you know what? I've got sh- I've got shares in." Um, for your birthday, I bought you shares in Nike. You know, your the, the sense of ownership, especially being black as well, the sense mm. of ownership that that I think that we lack, and the thing that we need to reclaim. And I, that's why I kind of look at some Jewish families, and they sit around and they discuss money. Money is not mm. something that's dirty. Money is not something that is hidden under the table. You mentioned Robert Kiyosaki, and he talked about rich dad, poor dad. His rich dad will constantly talk about money. Money was yeah. if if his rich dad will never say I have no money you know so I just think it's about financial education so where, where can people actually find you to get um financial education advice yeah yeah okay so they can contact me um I do, do have an email which is hello at sassybyname.com yeah. sassy is s-a-s-s-y by name.com yeah so they can either email me um instagram is probably best which is i am at what is it? No, what is it? It's at I am sassy by name. Yeah. That's my Instagram handle. Um, or all else fails, mafinance.com, and May Finance Academy. Um, that's the academy that I'm part of. There's is a business partner and a mentor of mine. So if you can't, you know, if all else fails, you can just hit up MA Finance. 
and then to be like, mm, I'm trying to get hold of a lady called Sassy, they'll be like, yep, we know who she is. And you can get in, in touch with me that way. But I just want to touch on one thing before you move off. Um, another misconception is something that you alluded to. Um, so you mentioned um, investing in shares and stocks for Netflix. That's another mix misconception because the Forex, you're not actually investing in the shares. You're trading on the value. You're trading on the price of what they might do. So you're not actually buying and holding them. Okay. You'll be trading the difference of it going up and down. So if, if um, Netflix shares plummet or the stock exchange crash crashes, that doesn't affect Forex because you're not buying and holding. You're trading on whether it's going to go up and down. Oh, wow. Okay. Actually, the only, it's the only marketplace that I know of that isn't affected by like um, the economic, um, you know, if there's a downturn or anything like that, because we can make money when price goes up and we can make money when price goes down. And, you weren't affected with like, oil, the oil prices that went, that plummeted. It, it did not affect mm -hmm. No, we had people who made a killing of that because they traded the fact that oil was going to reduce in price. Wow. Okay, I, I need, I definitely need fun. So after this, I, I need financial education, honestly, because I did <laughs> not know any of this at all. And what are yeah, your I plans mean, for, for the rest of the year? For the rest of the year, okay. Um, raise awareness raise awareness about this because like like you not many people or not many but not there's a lot of people that don't know mm -hmm. so i have a goal where i want to impact the lives of 1000 single mothers wow. um 1000 families in ghana 500 students and 500 africans living in spain and i've given myself a crazy deadline of the 31st of december 2020 <laughs> it scares me saying it but i want to impact them with forex and the reason why, you might be thinking why those specific groups, yeah. they, those specific groups have touched me on my journey to this point. And I'm not saying that I've made it because that's not what I'm getting at at all. But when I look back, before I had my son, I lived in Spain for about six months. I was teaching English as a foreign language. And I can't say I experienced this because I think by my demeanor, they could tell, they thought I was American. Um, but when I opened my mouth, they obviously knew that I was British, but I got treated slightly differently from the black people um, who lived in Spain and a lot of them were Africans. And I just didn't like the way that they were treated. I didn't like, I, you know, like when you go to IB for somewhere and you've got, you get those guys on the beach trying to sell you those watches and stuff. All the time, yeah. That. They're forced into that. Like they're lured into that in thinking, or they're sold a story. Yeah. Sorry if I'm, if I'm rattling on, just let no, me no, know. No. But um, yeah, they're, they're sold a dream like by the same normally Asian or Chinese um, manufacturers who are saying, right, I've got good stock for you. This is a good business model. We'll give you a good price. You can retail it back for this. Then those same people who sold them that merchandise, their brother, auntie, uncle have shops on the main front of the tourist front where the quality that they're selling is better and cheaper um, than what those guys that they've sold it to, which are normally black, have to then sell it for. So they're then in this cycle where they can't actually provide for themselves. So I know that is an example of like IB firm, places like that. But that is a similar thing 
for some blacks living in Spain. They don't get treated very nicely. They've all got the cleaning jobs. You know, kind of how the UK was like back in the 80s, like yeah, maybe when our parents yeah. first came over. It was like that. So I didn't like that. And I thought, I need to find a way to change this. And I thought I was going to change it by teaching English as a foreign language, blah, blah, blah. But no, that, that's not the way. I, I believe Forex is probably the way because it has a bigger impact. Yeah. Single mothers, I'm a single mom myself. Um, you know, experience um, financial abuse, um, financial manipulation to the point where, you know, you've got a newborn baby and you're not working because you're on maternity leave, which doesn't really stretch for much. At all, doesn't, at all. You know, you, you, you're then, I, I've had situations where I've been left with no money, no nappies and no wet wipes. Wow. And by the grace of God, that will never, happen. never happen to me again. That that's if I don't achieve anything else, it's that I need to know that I'm financially secure. And normally I am. But when somebody tells you that they're going to provide for you and you know, as a family, you believe them. Why would you not believe them? Mm. And you know, you never know anybody's true story if they don't tell it to you. So that person may have been going through whatever and had other challenges and maybe wasn't communicating that back to me but what I experienced wasn't great so I, I don't want to you know yeah. and there's other single mothers that are probably going through something similar so that's why and yeah just each of those groups have impacted me I've been a student myself I've got student loans didn't if I if I knew about forex I could have just paid for my for uni and my master's without having to get the loans you oh, know so God. yeah yeah, and I have, um, it's funny, I didn't take out um, a student loan until the last year, um, and I had a girlfriend when I was in uni, um, her parents actually made her take out the student loan, they paid for her, um, so that's how she actually ended up buying her first property, so they paid for her university fees, made her take out a student loan, and used that money to buy her first property you know and I was looking at her like this is crazy why are they making you take it out to buy a property but she was just like and the interest rate is going to be very low for me to pay it back blah 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 blah. but now looking back at it I was like blame you know her parents are so amazing. smart amazing yeah. so yeah. yeah I think that it's all about financial education and um yeah so everyone that's listening please go on Sassy's page because you would be so blessed and it, he will provide you with generational wealth, education. So it's about you doing the work. So like they say, knowledge is actually power, you know? So the more you know, the more you do and the more you can implement, you know? So um, I think that, yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful having you on here. Thank you for having me. The, the stuff that happened earlier, but yeah, I would, um, yeah, in regards to your story, it's, it's really, really magnificent from where you have come from to where you are now and also your goal as well. I think that I pray that it comes, to, not even that, it will come to fruition because you've actually, you've, you've, you, that's what you want. And I feel like sometimes when you actually write something down, when you have an impression in your heart and you want to impact somebody, um, it actually manifests. Even down to this podcast, I was like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? And I'm just going for it. I'm going for it, you know, many of, I, I procrastinated yeah. for so long, it took me over a year to actually do this podcast. Like, really? Yeah. You know what, I've been thinking of doing one for over a year as well, and when, like, um, we, we started communicating, I was like, this might let me know if I actually should still do it, 
And I, I'm still open to it because I do think it. it's amazing. I think it's do amazing it. what you're doing. You're doing so well. When yeah. I saw your target market, I was like, ah, it's the same target market. There's definitely synergy there. Yeah, honestly, do it. If you need any help with anything, let me know. Um, cover art, anything, just, just let me know. Like, you just you. go for it. Especially the fact that you have a goal, you have an aim, you know who you want to impact. Like I said, the reason why I started the podcast is because I found that whenever I would tell anyone I'm a single mom and I'm, and I'm happy, they're like, oh, okay, why are, you, why are you happy? And I felt like you've been sold such a rubbish narrative in regards yeah. to being a single mom. I might not put this p- bit in a podcast, but um, it's just between <laughs> me and you. Like, yeah, there was a time where I was going through my Bible and I was like, like, oh God, like I'm a single mom. Why can't I find anyone that's like me in the world? And then um, I kind of flipped onto like Genesis um, where, um, oh, where's Isaac and Ishmael? I, um, Haggai, Haggai was sent away by Sarah because she, you, so I don't know whether you know the, the story. It yeah, may, it so, may come to you. Yeah, so um, Abraham was meant to have a, um, a child called um, Isaac. And then the, mm-hmm. his wife basically gave him a side chick <laughs> called Haggai and she had a child, but God was like, no, 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 it was meant to be your wife. So you need to send this, this chick away kind of thing. Um, because she, the, the Haggai came a bit prideful. Like I've, I've got your, I've got your husband's first born, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sarah, I vaguely they, remember this. Vaguely yeah, and then Sarah this. ended up getting pregnant. But anyway, the reason why I tell you the story is because, um, so when Haggai was sent away as the first ever single mom in the Bible, she was in the wilderness and she was like, God, I don't have any food. She was trying to kill her child because she was like, I have no food to give this baby. Like, I am, I don't know what to do. I'm in the desert. No one is here to help me. And then the angel appeared in front of her and the angel said, look up, you know, as she was on the floor about to like, just do something to this child. Cause she said, I would rather, I'd rather kill the child and not be able to provide for, for it. And um, the angel said, look up. And she looked up and there was just food, you know? And I think that when, as a single mom, as much as it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but if you just carry on looking up, things will happen. You know, don't focus on anything that's around you. Don't look on the ground, just carry on looking up. So that's why I'm just, I just carry on, just keep on pushing. And keep on yeah. fighting a good fight because yeah, that's look just at it. that though. You, you were brought to that that um, scripture. It's that it's just amazing how I know people. Some people call it the universe or whatever, but it's just yeah. amazing how when you're looking for things and you have that faith and you have that belief mm-hmm. or that spirituality, the answers are there. Because like there. someone someone who's not necessarily that way inclined, they would have missed that mm-hmm. message. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, and I just feel like in every pro- hurdle that I've ever had, I'm just like, do you know what? It will be resolved. It will be resolved. It will be resolved. It's just, it's, it's life. And like, like we said in, um, in the podcast earlier, it's about education. And the longer yeah. you've been on the earth, the more you know that, look, that bad days don't last very long, you know? So it's, you just have to carry on pushing. And yeah. that's one thing I really want to... I don't know, like, give, tell women, like, okay, yeah, he hurt you. Okay, yeah, you're upset. Okay, yes, you don't have money, but there's education out there. There's hope, you know? Yeah. So just carry on, just carry on doing what you're doing, especially you, Sassy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But yeah, thank you so much for spending time with me today. All right. All right. Take, Take care, care, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. I let my feet roll.